We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're doing a Dynasty checkup with Ryan McDowell of Dynasty League Football on Roto-Viz Radio. What's up, Roto-Viz? What's up, everybody? It's the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Podcast with Curtis Patrick, Dave Cabin, and a special guest tonight. We've got Ryan McDowell, my old compadre from many, many business ventures uh, from Dynasty League Football, currently one of the owners over there, and just an absolute Dynasty legend. We are so excited to have him on. We're going to do a, uh, a, a number two episode of our Dynasty Checkup series. Uh, that was kind of a hit. With the audience last week when we took a, a one of Dave's teams and uh, I provided some notes on what I thought he should do to get that squad tidied up for the offseason. I kind of wanted to do that for one of my squads. And so I just like, if we invite Ryan on the show, he can fix my orphan for me. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ryan thought maybe he would pick my brain on one of his interesting dynasty teams as well. Uh, Dave, how are you doing tonight, sir? Oh, I'm doing great. I am very excited to continue yeah. this series. I've never had the chance of talking to Ryan before, so I'm really, really pumped to have him on the show, get to get some of his thoughts on your team, and I think that this is going to be a dynamite episode. Well, I love the Dunder Mifflin shirt. That gets two <laughs> thumbs up. Uh, I got to know, who's your favorite Office character? Um, It uh goes back and forth, but I always enjoyed Kevin. I think that oh, some, of my favorite, some of my favorite moments involve Kevin. Yes, absolutely. Did, did I you know that? Did you know Kevin is a huge fantasy football guy? I huge. Did, I did not yeah, know yeah. that. My, my wife is such a deep Office fan that like, she listens to the Office Ladies podcast, yep. which is Pam and Angela talking about the show. It's like a rewatch show. But then she watch, she listens to the Kevin rewatch show. Wow. Which is, yeah, that's like another level of deep. And yep. he's actually he's a huge fantasy football guy. And he actually said that he and John Krasinski and a, a few others on the set would always be talking uh, fantasy football, which is kind of cool because there's a couple episodes where you hear John. Uh, I think one time he gets depressed and actually calls into a local Philly talk show to talk about the Eagles. And yeah, that's yep. just, uh, yeah, that's, that's fun. Um, Ryan, who's your favorite office character? Oh man. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty chalky here. I'm going Jim. Jim's your favorite. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
Okay. I like it. I'm not, I'm not going to cut it up to the guest. I'm going to be polite. Um, okay. Well, Dave, before we well, get let's into hear this, yours. Who's yours? Oh, it's gotta be Dwight. I think Dwight's the chalky answer, right? It has probably oh, really? one of the chalkier ones. Yeah. 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 I I, there's, I there's a really cool, uh, we man, we're, we're off the rails very early. There's a really cool, um, <laughs> there's a really cool, uh, uh, essay that I read. Uh, where they actually hypothesize that Jim is the villain yes. of mm. The Office. I've always said know. that. <laughs> yeah. I've always said that. I could yeah. go very far down this rabbit hole. My wife and I have <laughs> have ventured and talked about this a lot. So I have a lot of thoughts on that. Okay. Well, let's not do it. Let's All save right. it for another time. That can be part of the outtakes. Um, Dave, hit us with tonight's FFPC stat attack. <laughs> Yes, sir. So this is a fun one. Um, I ventured into a little bit of a different territory tonight than some of the ones where we normally look at things, trying to really go from a fantasy lens. Um, I was just thinking about dynasty teams, building teams, and that got my mind thinking about building actual teams. And I was curious about quarterbacks hitting certain yardage thresholds on a per game basis. Um and I was curious as to see like which quarterbacks since 2000 have had multiple seasons in which they played eight or more games and passed for more than 300 yards per game. And the results are pretty interesting. We've only had that happen 33 times since the year 2000. And Drew Brees is responsible for seven or 21% of those occurrences which is absolutely insane in my opinion, <laughs> followed uh, by Tom Brady with four at 12%. Then Ben Roethlisberger had three and Matthew Stafford had three. The only other players to do it twice were Kurt Warner, Matt Ryan, and Patrick Mahomes. That is it. That wow. is the list. That's absolutely insane. I was surprised to see Aaron Rodgers not recording any and getting on yeah. that list. Uh, but just incredible stuff there from Drew Brees uh, and Tom Brady. Yeah, that's a great poll, Dave. And it's it's really on topic, too, because tonight we're talking about a couple of, of super flex squads. So I like that for the FFPC stat attack going quarterback there. Um, just a reminder, you guys got to You got to get on my FFPC.com and take over a dynasty orphan right now. That's one of the squads we're going to talk about tonight. They have some great squads there for purchase. Uh, most of them are discounted at this point. And once all those orphans are adopted, you can join a Rotoviz Triflex Dynasty startup on myffpc.com. So be sure to check that out. Okay, let's get into tonight's topic. I'm going to throw this up on the screen here. Ryan, why don't you give us a little bit of background on your Kitchen Sink Dynasty Leagues? Because this is a pretty cool way to play the game. And it's a little different Dynasty format than some people may be used to. Uh, but we've got to orient people before we talk about your squad. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, Curtis. Um, yeah, so I started the Kitchen Sink Leagues, uh, gosh, I guess almost uh, almost 10 years ago, and basically wanted to take a lot of the rules and the settings that I liked in different leagues and, and combine them all in one. So uh, the Kitchen Sink Leagues are Devi Leagues. They're uh, auction, auction everything. We have multiple auctions every offseason. Uh, they're contract leagues. And then a lot of the, the rules that I I used to point out have really become the norm now. So they're, they're not necessarily unique. Of course, they're super flex and tight end premium. Uh, and, and we actually used a, uh, 
a playoff format. You'll have to forgive me. I can't remember who wrote the article, but it was on Rotoviz. Someone, someone over there wrote a, uh, oh, wow. an article, an article about, um, a unique, uh, a playoff format that, uh, that you could try. And, and at that point I was ready to pull in anything that was, that was kind of off the wall, kind of crazy. And, um, so that's, that's what we did. Basically it's, um, it's kind of, it, it's not quite round Robin, but, uh, it, it it's kind of that way, right? You don't, you don't have individual yeah. matchups. It's not the, the boring old bracket. Um, but these are, you know, these are fun leagues, uh, lots of pieces, um, that could be traded, right? Lots of tradable assets uh, from Devi picks, Devi spots, which are that just gives you the ability to win a play or win a Devi player in the offseason. Obviously, rookie money. We have rookie auction, Devi auction, free agent auction every offseason. Um, so no matter what what state your team is in, there's always a move you can make. Yeah, that's what's really cool. There, there's like strategy within strategy within strategy. <laughs> Uh, which makes these leagues so insanely addicting. I say I vote that we just give Brian Malone credit uh, for that that playoff idea. It sounds it, like it something he would been. come up with, and he's former Rotoviz, former DLF, and uh, one of our one of our good friends. So we'll just give we'll just give Brian Malone uh, the all of the credit for that. Um, I had the pleasure of joining uh, Ryan's Kitchen Sink leagues a few years ago. Uh, probably five years ago now, I joined uh, his Kitchen Cinco startup. And I'm also in the league that we're going to talk about here, which is Kitchen Sink 3. Um, and this is the team that Ryan wanted to talk about tonight. So as he mentioned, this is a super flex format. We can see his roster here on the left side. So kind of some of the high points here. Uh, he's got Jared Goff, Lamar Jackson, Tua, and Deshaun Watson all on the active roster. Um, then you go over here to the taxi squad. And if you've never, if you're not familiar with the idea of a taxi squad, it's basically protected players that you can't play during the given season. Um, in some leagues, they're just there at no cost to you. In Ryan's leagues, if you want to promote them to the active roster, you have to have a contract year. Uh, so it, you know, kind of simulates a, a, a practice squad to actual NFL roster type of move. And that, you know, we don't have salary in these leagues, but you have to have a year you can give them. Um, and he's, he's rich at quarterback here too. And the in the taxi, you can see he's got Malik Willis who will join the league this year, obviously in the NFL draft, Mac Jones standout rookie last year, uh, Carson strong, uh, could be a potential, you know, day two pick this upcoming year. And then he's got one of the top QBs in the 23 class, CJ Stroud, very set at quarterback. We'll have to see what we can do with that running back. The high points are Cam Akers, AJ Dillon, Austin Eckler, Miles Sanders to a degree. Uh, not much to speak of on the taxi squad, uh, wide receiver. We've got Amari, Gabe Davis, Michael Gallup, Jerry Judy, Allen Robinson. Uh, again, not much to speak of on the taxi squad, except for one of our late first round targets in rookie drafts so far this year, Wandale Robinson. And uh, I'm sure one of Ryan's favorite Wildcats from last year. That's and right. then at the tight end position, this is tight end premium, probably a position we're going to talk about here a little bit. Evan Ingram, maybe the the I guess the highlight of the group there. Yeah. So Ryan, yeah, maybe pretty, just pretty talk ugly at tight end. <laughs> <laughs> maybe just talk a little bit about your thoughts on this squad and you know how you view this in terms of being ready to compete. And I'll give you a few ideas I think that might work uh, for this squad, and we'll get Dave's thoughts as well. 
Yeah, sounds good. So uh, it's probably not a good sign that you started off the uh, the strong points you mentioned with Jared Goff. That's that's a little concerning, uh, but but definitely one of those depth quarterbacks that helps out in a super flex yeah. league. Um, so this is a team that um, had a lot of success several years ago. I, I think I actually won three titles in a row. Uh, before wow. before you uh, ended that streak a couple of years ago, Curtis. So um, right. past two years, some pretty good results, certainly a playoff team. And then it all kind of fell apart this past season. Uh, some injuries, some players uh, not, you know, not living up to expectations. And uh, and I was I was not making the playoffs. So around uh, week nine or 10, had that one one killer loss. We actually played double headers in this league, so two killer mm-hmm. losses in one week. And I decided to uh, to shake things up. Um, made uh, ultimately, I made four trades, and in that, I traded away Ben Roethlisberger, James Robinson. That was uh, prior to his injury. Mike Williams, Nick Chubb, Michael Thomas, and Robbie Anderson, along with uh, a couple of a uh, couple throw-ins. So got a lot of uh, a lot of those veterans off my roster. Um, I think the important thing to note here is this is a contract league. So um, yes, the roster that we're looking at with all those ones by Lamar Jackson and Austin Eckler, those are players I'm going to have to find a way to keep uh, this offseason or risk uh, risk losing potentially for nothing. Um, Michael Gallup is another player on that, on that one contract, I believe. And, and a lot of the guys I traded were also on one. So that was, that was part of that strategy to, to uh, give myself a little more flexibility that way, basically loaded up on Devi assets, got some Devi spots and money, uh, and also got Jerry Judy on a, on a pretty nice contract in return for all of those pieces. So I feel like I, I definitely still have um, some some upside with this team. Um, Dave was talking about it before we started the show that uh, you don't typically see more running backs and more quarterbacks than than wide receivers on a team. That's <laughs> that's certainly yeah. true of one of my teams, and not something I'm necessarily comfortable with. So I I would like to improve my wide receivers for sure. Um, tight ends, you know, I mean, a lot of those clearly are, are just not going to help me. They're likely going to be gone, but, uh, I, I would, I would need some help there as well this off season. Yeah, that's a great overview. And just, uh, in terms of definitions, in case anybody's listening and you're not familiar with what, uh, the term Debbie means, I mean, it's basically developmental player. Uh, so you're, you're grabbing a college football player and, and we're stashing them on the taxi squad. So you're, you're kind of having a rookie draft before the rookie draft. And then, of course, there's players that don't end up on taxi and they actually still go into a rookie auction. So there's multiple different ways that that we could add uh, to Ryan's team uh, beyond uh, just his taxi squad. There will be a rookie auction that he presumably has some uh, some salary dollars available for. Mm-hmm. Well, after hearing Ryan's uh, notes on this squad, I just want to go over some of my ideas. You know, we're actually pretty deep at, at running back. And, and what we can do in these leagues is tag players. And I think the obvious thing to do with this squad is probably to tag Lamar Jackson and to tag Austin Eckler. Uh, you figure out those con Eckler, you know, he's kind of a year to year asset at this point, you know, a second contract running back with Lamar. You, you, you could risk uh, putting an RFA tag on him if you had. The, if you had the assets to match, you know, there's some really complex things that go on in 
in Ryan's leagues. We won't get into that on the on this uh, on this show. But Lamar, let's just say that Ryan doesn't have to worry about locking him up. So then you go down to some of the other other assets here, and Miles Sanders just seems like a little bit of a still kind of name brand player, but that just isn't. He doesn't have a path to add a lot. You know, the, the Eagles still seem committed to having committee involvement. Jalen Hurts is presumably the guy again. I don't see the upside for Sanders and the, the injury pr- protection that he would give Ryan if one of his lead backs were to go down isn't really much protection. I don't know that he's that much of an advantage um, over a depth wide receiver or even a, a week-to-week tight end premium streamer here. Uh, so, and, and Trey Sermon, I think, you know, could be as involved as Miles Sanders by the end of next season, you know, which is another thing to consider. So I would love to see Ryan pair Miles Sanders in his two-year deal with either Amari Cooper or Allen Robinson. So these are the, the two wide receivers with the brand name appeal on long contracts. Those contracts for many owners, especially on the Cooper, I think more so than Robinson, those contract years you know, might be appealing to some of the other players in the league. Mm-hmm. Let's pair those two together and just get a younger uh, wide receiver too onto this squad. Ryan or Dave, what do you think about that idea? Uh, I know you're familiar with this format. Yeah, I mean, I, I like that. Um, you know, one of the places that I initially went to when looking at this was thinking of ways to try and strengthen that wide receiver core. Uh, and it also seems now these these leagues are hard, right? Because there's a lot of sharp owners in them. So it's not like there's a a big pool of players that are available that you would be able to add at some point. So I think that there's definitely something to be said for kind of getting creative and trying to package together things like you just presented. Yeah, and we're not going to be able to go super high because, to your point, this is a sharp league. Probably on, I actually think the the naming terms for the divisions in this league are actually sharks and fresh meat. Uh, yeah. I think, and Ryan would be on the shark side. He would have personally invited these players to play. They know each other's tendencies. We're not going to be able to aim super high. You're not going to probably get a top twelve dynasty wide receiver with an offer like that. But you might be able to get into that next tier of guys who still have a lot of upside you might be able to turn that into Devontae Smith. You might be able to turn it into a year two player in that tier. Um, Ryan, what do you think about this type of offer? And if you were going to do it, who would be a player you would target? Yeah, Smith is actually one of the first players that came to mind in, in that range. I agree with you. Can't aim too high. And of course, a lot of that has to do with the players we're talking about. We're Miles Sanders, Allen Robinson, Amari Cooper, Unfortunately, all of those guys have lost value over the past yep. year. And and that's part of the reason I'm in the position I'm in. Those are players I was counting on last year to perform. And uh, certainly Robinson and Sanders uh, did not do that. So um, it's always that battle of um, selling low versus uh, yeah. just riding it out. And it almost becomes, I, I don't think there's a, a set rule with that. We obviously have see players bounce back from year to year. Um, I think you made some great points on Sanders with um, the the competition he has in the backfield. They never really seem willing to give him that receiving role. Uh, We know the impact of, of running quarterbacks on running backs. Uh, It's, it's not good. So uh, if we expect Jalen hurts to stay there for the next uh, two or three years, at least then uh, Sanders does seem like a player. It's uh, potentially to, to move on from. So uh, yeah, Devonte Smith, I think makes sense. Um, 
let's see. Ah, I'm looking for some others. You know, it, it, it it's obviously tough to buy those young wide receivers. Chase Claypool is a guy I, I still really believe in. I don't know that it would take this type of package to get him at oh, this no. point. I think you could do, you might be able to just do Sanders for Claypool straight up. Right. You know, yeah, you, I, I don't I, think you need to include the veteran. Yeah. I think he would come cheaper. He's a player I'm still interested in acquiring. Um, same for Brandon Ayuk, another player that's, oh, that's yeah. lost value and is, is, is young and obviously still has some upside in, in that offense. I think those are great notes. Those are other good targets. And I think those are attainable players where, if you lead with something fairly strong that looks like a clear win, either on the the numbers or the name brand for the other manager in your league, maybe you're not playing with the same type of crew uh, that Ryan is in his division and you'll have some luck there. Uh, feel free to let us know if you have any success. A- another couple notes, we-, we won't stay on them quite as long here. I'd love to get a bully tight end one on this squad in, in the tight end premium format. And I think what we can do uh, to to accomplish that the, the clear option here would maybe be to include Deshaun Watson in a deal. He's a total luxury on this team. Uh, it's an eye of the beholder asset. Now you're, you're playing basically this big risky game, you know, and if, and if he, if he gets traded and signed and there's not a lengthy suspension, Deshaun Watson is a pretty clear top eight, you know, mm-hmm. dynasty quarterback again overnight. And we know how valuable he's been uh, when he's been at the helm. But if we look at this squad, we've got Lamar Jackson. We've got Tua, who Miami is recommitting to uh, with their uh, head coaching staff. We've got Mac Jones. We've got a couple guys we can rotate there at QB2. We've got CJ Stroud coming up in 2023 in the event that you can't protect Lamar again the following year. It, this, it's one of those things where you could have a roster that looks great with all, all of these quarterbacks that you can't necessarily use. But I, I prefer in the super flex format, let's keep what we actually need and let's go for those titles each year. And if you keep all of these guys on your team, I don't know how we can make the rest of the roster strong enough. So Watson, I think in the eyes of the right other manager could help you accomplish this. If you've got somebody that's, that's deep at, at tight end, or maybe that just is desperate for that quarterback in every super flex league I've ever played in, there's that one owner who's limping along with just a single QB. Um, and they might be a little desperate to bring on an upside play like that. So talk to us a little bit about how you're treating Deshaun, whether or not he's a movable chip or if it's a different quarterback you'd prefer to move in a, in a deal like that. Yeah, so going back to the tight end position where that, that conversation started, obviously looking pretty rough there. I had Travis Kelsey on this roster last offseason. He was another player that was going into the, the last year of his contract on my team. And I had so many of those guys that I felt like I had to make a move. Uh, Ended up making a trade that uh, did not work out for me. Not only was I trying to um, get off of that short-term contract, I was trying to add some long-term contracts and traded Kelsey along with Kirk Cousins for Allen Robinson and uh, Logan Thomas. Uh, There were maybe maybe some other small pieces, but that was uh, essentially that was the deal. Those two players on longer contracts at that point was appealing. And once again, kind of the theme didn't work out in 2021 for me. So, yeah, looking for a tight end. As far as Watson, you know, I I think it's tough. And and you hit on it there a little bit as far as finding the right manager in your league. Um, I think the tough thing with with selling Watson right now is we're still selling low, even though we're starting to see his value bounce back with some – 
some expectations starting to maybe leak out that he will play and and um this this will be a civil matter not a criminal matter um we're seeing the value slowly increase but as you said if he's on the field he's the top eight maybe top five or even higher quarterback fantasy quarterback certainly so i kind of look at the luxury the the luxury player as tua um he i think he's the the piece that might actually have more value because when you're shopping watson it with 11 other people in the league there may be uh you, you know there may be half the league who's just hands off on a guy like that uh either for uh, obvious concerns that he may not be on the field or um you know just just moral reasons really not not wanting to root for a player like that and i i understand that as well so i i think the um the appeal of tua on on uh, with the bonus year and and obviously not having these same types of concerns might actually get me a, a better tight end or a better return in general okay yeah i like how you i like how you cut that up and i think you clearly illustrated how Deshaun is an eye of the beholder asset yeah. there. Quickly before we move on, Dave, just heads up. Who do you prefer right now, Tua or Deshaun? I actually personally prefer Tua um, just because I feel that the level right now of concern that I would have with everything that could go wrong on the side of Deshaun and also not understanding how other people might value him. Uh, it's just too much for me to stomach at this point. And I do think that there's reasons that you could point to, to having somewhat of an improvement. Is he ever going to reach the level of Deshaun? No, but the level of comfort that I could have in knowing what I do have in Tua is enough to outweigh the potential risk that you have with Watson. All right. Yeah. I like those notes too. Uh, do we have time to to quickly hit my super flex squad? Ryan, you good? Yeah, I'm good. I've I've got a few ideas here. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. 
Hey, this is Dave Cabin from the Rotoviz flagship podcast. I wanted to let you know that the podcast you are listening to right now is sponsored by BetterHelp. And I can speak from personal experience and tell you that if you or someone you love is struggling with depression, they're dealing with anxiety, talking to somebody about it can make a huge difference. And that's what BetterHelp does. Within 48 hours of signing on with BetterHelp, they'll match you with a professional therapist. These therapists have a broad range of expertise that might not be available where you live. This is a worldwide service that's easy to use, allows you to get matched with a therapist that you can communicate with. You can send messages, get thoughtful responses. You can even schedule weekly video or phone sessions. You can talk through anything that you need. And BetterHelp is committed to facilitating therapeutic matches that can give you all of the benefits of traditional offline therapy. They want you to start living a happier life today. And I believe that talk therapy is one of the ways that you can do that. Visit their website, www.betterhelp.com forward slash reviews to hear and read some of their testimonials. Again, you're going to want to visit BetterHelp, Better H-E-L-P, and join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. And we have a special offer for RotoViz listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash RotoViz. Can't recommend how important and how helpful talk therapy can be. So please check it out. Okay, well, I'll uh, I'll give an intro there. Let's see if we can get this team in shape. So, at the top of the uh, the podcast, I did talk about uh, the option of adopting an FFPC orphan squad. I actually adopted two this off season. I got to keep my skills sharp if I'm going to give people advice, and I'm going to get a kickstart for this team uh, with some help from Ryan and Dave tonight. Uh, this is a $250 FFPC Superflex squad. This is not one of our Rotovis Triflex Dynasty squads. This is a legacy. FFPC Superflex squad. So uh, we do have the option to start two quarterbacks, but it's just a 2-2-1 formation with the running back, wide receiver, and tight end. Of course, then have the two flexes. Uh, we do have kicker and def- team defense actually still in this format. Uh, and of course, it is tight end premium. So kind of scrolling across the assets here, we do have Russell Wilson and Josh Allen. That feels pretty good uh, to start out a Superflex squad with, but there's no additional depth beyond those guys. Nothing much to speak of at the running back position. Kareem Hunt, kind of the lone uh, potential star there. If he can stay healthy, he has looked like a high-end RB2 in Cleveland the last few seasons. Wide receiver, extremely deep. Uh, There's something to like about every single wide receiver on this squad, but we also have to remember wide receivers in this older school FFPC format carry a little bit less value. So I have to keep that in mind with the suggestions. Obviously, Tyreek Hill, uh, Deontay Johnson kind of headlighting that group, but even the even a player like Hunter Renfro is very sneaky uh, in terms of actual value to a team over top of roster value. And then I've got the two haymakers at tight end, Mark Andrews and Darren Waller. That feels great in a tight end premium format. Ryan, uh, I've also got my entire pick set in 2022 and 2023. I'll, I'll be selecting one seven with that first rookie pick in 2022. Help me out here, man. How would how would you approach this team? 
Yeah, it's it's so rare to get uh get your entire set of picks in an orphan. Uh so that's that's a nice luxury in and of itself. Uh I mean obviously we have to start at, at running back here. Um you know, you're you've got the two studs at quarterback and uh, I guess we could argue the the term studs at this point with Russell Wilson, but um uh, the two studs at uh at tight end as well, big advantage in these leagues that are tight end premium. Uh it's running back where you need the help. You've got to start to, um, I don't, I don't think I would be as aggressive as maybe most people in, in targeting a running back. You've got that 1.07. I see that's potentially a guy like, uh, like Isaiah Spiller and, and Curtis, we haven't, we haven't talked about this incoming rookie class much. So yeah. uh, I'm not, not sure how you feel about the the specific players, but um, if we assume a couple of wide receivers at the top, Malik Willis, uh, is a top three pick. Brees Hall likely going above Isaiah Spiller in uh, in rookie drafts as well. I think Spiller's a realistic target at 107 to give you some help there. Uh, but it, it, that's a great position for your team to be in because uh, worst case, if he's gone, now you're you're getting some running. I'm sorry, some quarterback depth, which is a necessity on this team as well. Um, let's see other things. Russell Wilson, I would like to say, let's just trade him. But I think like Miles Sanders, like some of the other players we've talked about, he's almost lost too much value at this point. I think what you're getting in production outweighs his dynasty trade value. All right, Dave, give me some comments on, on Ryan's thoughts there. And then I'll, I'll respond, uh, with some of my thoughts about that one Oh seven. Yeah. Well, uh, like Ryan, I mean, obviously my mind went right to running back. I definitely think that you need the depth there. Uh, He talked about you having all of those picks. One thing that I would be interested in exploring if I were the manager of this team is looking at some of those 2023 picks, some of the later 2023 picks and seeing if there's any way that I could turn those into a couple of veteran running backs that don't have much name recognition right now. Even if you sandwich a couple of these guys together, like I'm thinking somebody like Gus Edwards, players of that ilk to give you some shots instead of needing to go out there and make a big move to pull in some names to your rosters. One thing I would consider, I think that's a really interesting note on Russell Wilson. Uh, and I do think that his value has eroded a fair amount. Yeah. I don't, I don't think trading Russ is an option here. I would have to ask for a quarterback uh, in return mm-hmm. in any deal like that. And to go lower just doesn't make a lot of sense. I, I guess, you know, maybe, you could do something straight up and then get a pick swap. Maybe there's a big enough fan out there that would take a risk trading me a Justin Fields or a Trevor Lawrence or somebody who didn't get what they wanted in year one out of a player like that. That That's a potential option. I haven't tried that yet. What I have tried so far is to buy uh, the low value, the low name and dynasty value, but high roster value guys uh, like Devin Singletary. Mm-hmm. I've been shopping in that range. Um, with my wide receivers trading, trying to trade some of my depth at wide receiver. Nobody is biting right now. Everybody wants combine information. They want to know more about their rookie class, which is fine, but I'm still going to be grinded. Um, Ryan brought up that 107 and Isaiah Spiller. I do like that idea. I will say in these legacy FFPC drafts, I think the first six picks that go in front of me, it's probably going to be Traylon and then five, a combination of five running backs in, and, uh, quarterbacks. So, um, I, you know, depending on how the quarterbacks show and where they actually go in the NFL draft, the FFPC rookie drafts are always the week after the NFL draft. So it's all, you know, instant. 
instant feedback, instant uh, spending of those picks. So we'll have to see uh, what happens on day one and day two. I do like Isaiah Spiller. I think the best I could hope for is the RB3. However, you know, whatever order they go in, you're probably looking at either Isaiah Spiller or Kenneth Walker at that spot. Uh, assuming that Brees Hall, there's no way he would fall so far. Um, what do you guys think here at tight end? My thought is, even with Waller getting older, that I need to keep that as a positional advantage. Um, but neither of you really brought that up. Is that because we're not looking to trade either one of them to address that position, uh, and, and we'd rather just roll that out in the starting lineup? I don't mind trading Waller, honestly. I mean, I think the pivot makes sense, the pivot to another position. Uh, I mean, makes sense given that you have Andrews. Uh, I mean, something I would like to do is uh, Darren Waller for Elijah Moore, something like that. Um, if you were able to make that kind of trade, uh, Michael Pittman would then become a tradable asset in my in my mind, and not a player I I necessarily see ever breaking into that wide receiver one range. Agree. Uh, maybe maybe Pittman for an AJ Dillon type. You're telling me that running backs are valued a little heavier than normal, so that might be yes. that that might end up being a stretch. Uh, maybe you've got to work some other pieces in there. Uh, but Dillon is a player I see as uh, as as someone who's going to gain value. It, it's so tough with this roster because this time of year. It, it's dangerous to buy running backs, right? You you, you oh, get yeah. a guy like Devin Singletary, or we were talking about Miles Sanders earlier, and and then those teams added day two running back, and and then what? Um, Sanders, it, it, it is ironic we were talking about Sanders with my team because he has lost enough value that I think if you can take a shot on him right now with this team, he's the type of player that makes sense. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is another guy I like in that range yep. that we've seen lose value and and could certainly bounce back. Um, so those two guys would be targets that are, in my opinion, worth the risk and worth their current price. CEH is actually the other back I've sent an offer for, uh, in, in this league, in addition to Singletary. That's really interesting that you brought him up. Uh, I think the last cross check I'll ask you, Ryan, uh, before we wrap up the show, Dave mentioned trading some of the depth 2023 picks. So I assume we're talking round three and later, uh, for some of the players like he was talking about. What are your thoughts on on me trading away some of those picks? I think we can assume I'm going to be able to figure something out at running back in this squad. There's probably right. sh- short of short of multiple injuries. There's probably no way I'm going to fail to turn this team into a playoff uh, team. It's going to be a late 2023 situation. We're going to outperform the the owner from last year. What do you think about trading those later 23 uh, 2023 picks for some veteran running backs? I definitely don't mind the idea. I, I wouldn't do it right now simply yeah. because you don't have to. Um, I mean, the, the hype on 2023 is so crazy mm-hmm. that it's going to, it, it's going to trickle down into the yeah. third, fourth, fifth round, uh, especially in this FFPC format where players are being dropped. And I yeah. believe that's correct, Curtis, that it's a, it's a yep. veteran and rookie draft. So those picks are going to carry value basically until draft day 2023. Uh, and those are the types of moves that that you could make right before the season starts or as the trade deadline approaches or uh, whatever needs to be done. Um, but yeah, I, I think those those are some assets you can play with for sure. All right. That's great. Um, man, thanks so much for those notes, Ryan. You gave me some ideas. Uh, I think it's it's great to consider 
uh, Pittman as a, a, a key uh, player that I can dangle even as we approach the NFL draft. Sometimes uh, people in FFPC leagues I've found don't like to wait on their wide receiver production. Uh, when you only have to start two, they just want to know who those guys are and th- they'll just have all the depth at running back. So uh, a player like Pittman might be a good key for this squad. Uh, we really appreciate you coming on, going through this exercise with us. Uh, as you alluded to, we haven't talked rookies yet, so we'll either have to get you back on to do that or maybe I'll come on your show and chat. Um, that is a, a nice segue into talking about our 2022 Rotoviz Fantasy Football Rookie Draft Guide. It is available on rotoviz.com right now. Just go to the homepage, click on 2022 Rookie Guide. If you purchase it, uh, there's actually a 15% off promo code to rotoviz.com for all of our 30 plus tools and all of the analysis from myself, Dave, Sean Siegel, Blair Andrews, the rest of the team. It's pretty much a no brainer. Uh, Dave, why don't you bring us home? Any closing thoughts? Well, I guess just the one other closing thought that I would have is you're getting fired up about Dynasty Leagues. Make sure that you go and check out everything that Ryan and his team are doing yeah. at DLF. And I just want to give a, a quick thank you to Ryan for coming on. And maybe um, if there's anything that you guys have going on that's exciting coming up in the next couple of months that you want to hit upon, just let us know. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me on, guys. Always fun to uh, to to hang out with you guys, Curtis. Uh, you know, as you said at the top, we go way back. Always good to yep. catch up, Dave. Yep. Good to chat with you for the first yep. time. Um, yeah, DLF, of course. I mean, just like you guys, we're we're deep into rookie season. Um, actually, going to get a chance to attend the uh, NFL Combine next week, so looking forward to that. A couple of us from DLF are uh, are making that trek over there, and then uh, uh, we've got we've got something pretty fun planned for March when it comes to dynasty trades. So we'll have uh, we'll have more on that soon. Oh wow! Now, now, now you've got my interest peak. That's that's uh, that's how you do it, man. Uh, dropping the mic. So, uh, thanks again, Ryan, and uh, for all the listeners. We will be back next week. I did get a note from Danny Kelly, who was our planned guest. Uh, he will also be out at the combine, I believe, Ryan. So make sure you say hey to him. We're gonna have to reschedule. We'll get him the week after and continue on our All Star uh, guest pod appearance tour. Thank you for listening to the RotoViz Fantasy Football Show. Send us questions at rvffshow at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at DaveCabinFF and at CPatrickNFL. Leave us a voicemail at 978 615 9214 and make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs>